Echo Podcast. Nothing I want to air out and blow people up on there. Nothing I want to blow people up for either. But at the same time, like I said, nothing too crazy either. Honestly, like I said, probably the worst thing is just like parents yelling at each other or like yelling at them while you're there. Or at least while I'm there. That's really the worst that I can think of that really happened. Because there's really nothing weird that I've ever had to experience. besides like feeling awkward because of that. I messed with a girl one time who had a stuntman fetish. Did you do stunts? No. Damn. So how'd you get in? Hmm? How'd you get in? What do you mean? Like, how did, how did you end up hooking up with her if you didn't do stunts? No, no, no. That's not what it is. What? The stuntman fetish. Do you know what a stuntman fetish is? No, I, I legit thought you were being like, she's into stuntmans. No. Doing, like, dangerous shit. She liked to be tossed into the air like a stuntman. Oh. Hands on the hips, thrown in the air, and she would fall on the ground. Like, you don't even catch her? No. That was a fetish? Or that was yeah. just, like, something she's... No, nah, dude. She'd, like, get off. off on it. Really? Like, we would be outside in front of her house on the grass practicing this shit, and I'm pretty sure people thought I was a male cheerleader practicing the routine. <laughs> and that was her thing. Huh. And then afterwards, we would do stuff. But the only way we could do it was the stuntman fetish. Was, did it get to the point where you were like, that's fucking weird, like, I don't want to do this anymore? Or was it the point where, like, you were like, that's what you're into. I, I'm, I, I'm okay with that. She was attractive enough to where I was like, you can live your own truth. Mm. Okay. So you lived a good life. Yeah. And on the subject of fetishes, of why we're talking about them, is we saw this movie uh-huh. called May. The Hat Fetish. The 2002 horror film directed by some dude some dude that had a fetish for this movie (laughs) yeah guy named lucky mckee what a name who surprisingly did nothing besides this and he was in his 20s when he made this movie bro he was like 27 is this movie considered a uh classic or no in the horror films a cult classic is it really yes that's surprising and the best way to describe this movie, bro, it's very much so a slow burner. It, it's how do I this? I honestly, when I think about this movie, it is kind of a slow burner. But it's one of those like, if you really think about it a little bit, it's kind of like trying to get you to be unsettled a bit. It's a very uncomfortable movie. Yeah, like. You start to slowly feel more a little uncomfortable watching it. I think that's kind of cool, though, because, like, it's a 2002 fucking movie, bro. So, like... I mean, I get your props for that. It's old, but it has that feeling of, like, the uh, Hereditary movies, mm-hmm. Midsummer. Like, it's this really uncomfortable fucking thing to watch at times. Yeah. And, honestly, I can see how doing that... It can be a good movie, like a like a classic for that, because I mean, if you can't really do that, like if that's what you're going for and you can't do it, then it's like, you know, kind of that. What kind of movie did you make? But if you can like 
do that where you're not even like it's not even like it's well i mean i guess it's considered a horror film but it's not even like in the aspect of like an act like horror what you think of it is it's more of just like an unsettling movie where you achieve that still i don't know yeah because like the movies that came out at that time they're like queen of the damned cabin fever the ring eight-legged freaks so what i'm noticing here is a pattern of cgi heavy movies Mm -hmm. trying to kind of capitalize on the dawn of new technology yeah so this movie feels more of a character-driven story compared to those movies it kind of feels like it's a little more it's it's deeper deeper but i was gonna say is like comparing to those movies like with the cgi stuff it feels like it was filmed before all that was even a thing still i know and it came out at the exact same time yeah, because like if, when I think about it, like The Ring and all the, and all those movies, comparing to this, is like they feel like they're more a little bit ahead of their time for the time being. While this one still feel like it was still trying to like film before all that came out. Yeah, something I noticed was that because of it being an early two thousands movie, some of the nineties uh, like cliches kind of like escaped over. That's that's what I'm really saying. Like comparing to those movies i can see how this one's kind of like still not it's a time capsule of that time yeah like it's still trying to like replicate that even though it's still trying to do it like during like obviously modern time at that time when it was happening yeah because obviously it's not modern time anymore but at that it was trying to do modern time of that time but it's still like you said still keeping like the the early late 90s stuff still in there Mm -hmm. compared to other ones where it's like all right it's more let's go ahead of a little more yeah, and like I said, I think the movies I'd compare it to mostly is like that hereditary style of just like that psychological like character exploration, just delving into one person's psyche while like fucked up shit's happening. Yeah, because like I was saying earlier, it's not it's not based on like a serial killer or you know stuff like that. It's more of like a it's grounded. Exactly, it's not like how in her, is it yeah hereditary where it's like you don't see any demons or any of that stuff like happening. You know, it's more of like a, at the very end, you kind of see what's going on. Yeah. But during the whole movie, you're like, what the fuck? You know, it's kind of like a mental thing. It's definitely like the the anti what's that? What's the word I'm looking for? It's like the um, the outsider's perspective, uh-huh. like the awkward kid. Like, right. You're supposed to relate to him if you're ever like that social yeah, cause outcast. Because on, honestly, like when I'm watching this movie, I kind of thought about it a little bit and I was like. How many people, well, I'm pretty sure, I, I have a feeling everyone does, but, like, going to high school, thinking back to it, like, how many people did you see that kind of like gave you the same vibe that this chick gave you? Like, they just didn't fit in? Like, it just didn't fit in, or it was kind of, like, was like weird, and, like, you would look at someone, like, hey, that guy or that girl is kind of, like, weird, and you mm-hmm. kind of, you just, you know, don't ever talk to them or mess with them like that. Because, like, I'm pretty sure... Everyone thought about it like we all had someone or some or a couple people that you saw were like that. I think a lot of people can say that they personally felt like that at times. That too. Like, like you had that moments probably where at some moment you were like, all right, I definitely feel alone in this situation. Yeah, like I don't want to be also one side where I'm let's you know, people like make people feel bad because they were that person either. But because there was a long period of time where I felt like me. However, from that perspective, there was people even further outside of the circle than me. And I think that's who, like, May represents, bro. Far-fetched. Like, I was the kid sitting by the trash can on the floor eating my lunch. And then there was the kid, like, sitting on the toilet, like, crying into the fucking mac and cheese, bro. Yeah, that's, that, yeah, that's more out. 
but like yeah like i said i think that's another reason this is a cult classic is because a lot of people like champion this chick because it's like all right yeah you're getting back at the bullies yeah fuck them i can see that being like a revenge like, movie right low-key like small yeah like small horror revenge like <laughs> unsettling i don't know what else i'm trying to think of like it's like a mixture of things without it trying to be a mixture of things if i if you really think about it that's what i'm kind of getting at because I when you when you mentioned that whole like you know slow burn like you know it was like it didn't click on me until right now where I thought about it and I was like actually you know what you're right about it because watching I didn't think of it like that where the more it, go, it the, and then the more it went on kind of like the more unsettling more cringy where, fire got bigger and bigger yeah where you're like okay it's kind of getting weirder and weirder there was a literal metaphor throughout the movie of glass cracking that literally was the slow cracking glass until it shattered. I didn't even think about that. But with that being said, we're going to go ahead and spoil the movie. Mm-hmm. You ready for this, sir? Of course. So right off the bat, man, do you like it? No. <laughs> Not at all. Hit me with it. No, I don't know. This, like, I, like I said, like thinking about it now, it was like I can see what you were saying about this whole like making you unsettling the more they went on. like. But to me, it's like I just wasn't interested in this movie. Like... I understand it's called, like, you know, cold cold from whatever, or classic, I mean, but it's like, it's just, it's just, I don't know, this movie was kind of weird to me. Like, I, underst- I understood it, and I got what I was going for, but it was just not attention-grabbing to me, honestly. Yeah, like, I think it's definitely hard to, because this is an older film, so I think when you're, like, younger, it's harder for these slow-burning movies to really catch. Mm-hmm. Like, compared to newer shit. Like, like when the effects aren't insane, when it isn't like insanely dark and creepy from the get go, and it's just a regular movie pretty much at the start, right? There's nothing really, like you said, pulling you in necessarily. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's, I don't think it necessarily has to be where like tension grabbing or like, oh shit, some, something, you know, something creepy ha- happened right away or anything like that. Like, it doesn't necessarily have to be that. It's just like the story kind of has to be interesting. Like, to me, it's just it wasn't like interesting like that. Like I understood it, but it wasn't like, oh, I thought this was a great movie, or I thought this was a good movie. It's more of like, okay. do you think it's because it's something that you couldn't relate to? I guess maybe how that is that's a thing too. Because <clears throat> like I said, when I watched it, I was like, it made me think a little bit of like during high school and, and you know middle school or whatever. You you look at the people that are like you thought kind of like were like that were like kind of like weird, and then watching it and it's just like it made you kind of like I said it kind of made you cringe a little bit, and like it made you feel a little unsettled. But it wasn't like to the point where I'm like, oh my god, this is such a great movie because it did this. It's more of like I respect it for you know you got the job done. But it so what you're telling me is you were probably more like the guy with the hands. Yeah, where it's like, all right, I'm interested. All right, I lost interest. Because you were on the guy with the hand side of the movie the whole time. Yeah. You're like, I'm banging chicks. I'm making movies. <laughs> Weird girls are approaching me. I don't need that shit. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's like I said, I don't know. Something about this movie was just, I don't know. I didn't like it. Like, I watched it. 
but it wasn't like, a, oh man, this is a really good movie. I need to watch it again, or I recommend it to someone else. It's more of like one watch. All right, I I see what it's going for. That's about it. This reminds me of Hereditary in the sense of that, like, like how you said, it's not a fun movie to watch. Mm-hmm. It's not something that like I would put on at a party. Or something that I would recommend to people who aren't like more than just casual horror fans because it's not, it's uncomfortable. You recommended it to me <laughs> because we do a horror movie podcast, sir. <laughs> you think you like you'd have opened up your palate a little more? Yeah, I know, I know. But no, it's okay. fine. Like I said, that's why we're here. We're here to discuss these things and get to the bottom of why you don't. Maybe I could pull you on board. Maybe you could pull me off the fucking ship. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it just kind of depends. I guess once you start going like a little more in detail about it, I'm like, all right, maybe maybe I did change your mind about it, or maybe you changed your mind about it. Right. It's kind of like you said, like we've said before, it's my first time watching it. Well, compared to yours, it's like your 20th time or whatever, you know. And you have a 10 year younger mind than I do, pretty much. And that also too. Yes. So we're getting a very big difference in perspectives. So why do I like this film? Explain to me why do you like this film? So I like it because, like how I kind of said, there's not a lot necessarily here outside of a character study. The character study of the character May. We get this deep dive into her psyche. At the start of the film, you know, she's this chick with, like, a lazy eye. We learn at a young age. We see little kids talking to her because she's wearing an eye patch, calling her a fucking pirate. Love it. So she's the outcast from day one. Mm Mm-hmm. Grows up, she still has the lazy eye because she didn't get it fixed until 20 years later, apparently. Don't have the money, don't have the money, I guess. Or the sources. And the second she gets it fixed, apparently that still doesn't fix your psyche. I mean, I guess if you grew up 20 years like that, it's kind of hard to kind of get rid of it. The one thing that does kind of irk me about it is they don't explain the origin of where this obsession with, like, specific body parts comes from. That... And the honestly, the whole thing of like, where did the dog come from? There was no story or anything about the mom having the dog and giving it to her. Well, I mean, all we know is the mom gave her the doll, but we don't know anything about this obsession with dolls and making shit. I mean, I was adding to the, one of those, another adding it to, adding another thing to it. Because besides, like, you don't know anything of like, why did obsession with body parts? But the other thing is, my thing was like, well, we don't know anything about the doll or where it came from or why it's haunted or any of that shit. Then yeah. we don't know if the doll's haunted. Maybe it's all a mental thing. Exactly. Maybe this all which, never happened. Which is another ex- thing that was kind of like exciting to me. This is the reason why I thought this movie was cool and why I still think it's cool, bro. The ending scene is one of my favorite what the fuck moments of all time in film history. I can see that. Because it's just like, this is a completely grounded, very possible horror film where people are doing very plausible reality-like things. A chick turns into a serial killer. She starts killing people. We see that she works in a vet's office, so she knows how to do amputating and all that shit. She's researching books about it and sewing and stuff. Okay, that all makes sense. She does all this shit. Stabs at her own eye. Cool. Cool. I think she might be dying. I can't tell. Pretty sure you bleed out of it. She passes out on this fucking human doll she's made. And then the doll's hand reaches up to touch her face. Of its own doing. I think, it was, I think she died already. And it was just imagination at that point. Right. So either it's an acid trip or somehow this doll fucking came to life. Which is a way cooler fucking ending. I feel like this movie kind of leaves a lot of like open 
what do you say? Like open ends where you don't really know much about anything. You don't know anything about where the dog came from. You don't know why the mom has it. You don't know why she's into this or that. You don't know if, what happens to the thing, if she's dead or if it's alive. You don't know. It's just, it's just, just a bunch of things I don't think about it. So you don't know anything about which is to you could it's you could say it's good because you speculate and it gets you interactive into the movie and kind of give you your own kind of story to it. To and also to an aspect of like, well, I don't have any information at all. So what do I, what do I do with it? Right, but at the end of the day, it doesn't deter me from liking the movie. It doesn't distract me really. Those are just like little things I could poke at that would like say would bother me about this movie. Yeah, I'm saying like nitpicks. Yeah, I get that. That's what I'm saying. Like. Just some people would be like, I'm going to like have fun with it. It's, you know, what think about it, theorize what happened, stuff like that. Other people are like, I want details, you know? Right. But at the end of the day, when this movie starts, it's pretty much just like a hacky early 2000s, late 90s romantic movie, right? Mm-hmm. The awkward chick, she's looking for a fucking man. She finds her man. Yeah, she's into her, his hands a little too much. Oh, well. It's kind of weird, but all right, we'll take it. Yeah. And this dude, he thinks he's into weird shit. Different, a whole different type of weird shit. This, yes, this is what he's he thinking or what she's thinking. I don't know. Both of them, I guess. How much would you be willing to like overlook, like if you found a chick that was into you? Uh, would you be out when she bit you, or would you just be like, "Hey, don't bite me so hard." I've I've had a girl that that was into biting. What? I'm high school. What kind of biting? Nothing too hard, but she was into biting. Like, explain. So once a time, no, I'm kidding. Um, <clears throat> no, she was just. In, I don't know. If, I don't. I don't remember one time where she did it. I don't remember anything else like ever after. But I remember she did it once. What did she do? She bit me. How? The neck. What? I'm being serious. Like, you guys are making out? Yeah. And she, you guys are on a couch? No, this is at school. You're at school on a locker? No. This is like early morning. On the bleachers? It, we, it, was, it was weird. Our school was like, you walk in the doors. It's like a little hallway. People hanged out there for the like majority of the time until the bell rang. Everyone goes to school. So there. So you're making out with the chick in the hallway. I was a more making out, but sure, you can go with that because I mean you're not gonna publicly make out either, right? But you're gonna publicly bite a dude in his fucking neck. That's what she did, and she was like, I, "That's I like I like biting." Wait, like, so did she like pretend like she was gonna give you a hickey or some shit, and then she just bit you? I don't remember. This is like this is like freshman year. Of high or is she like straight up vampire, like teeth out, <laughs> and you were just like, "Let's see what happens." <laughs> <laughs> no. It was more of like I don't remember because I mean, dude, like I said, it was freshman year of high school. I mean, that doesn't seem like it's a long time ago, <laughs> dude. That's an awkward situation. But it's how like, does this not come up at the beginning? Because I haven't thought about it since then. <laughs> okay, but she so she bites you, and what's your reaction? She bites me, and I'm just was like, it like hard or no? I wasn't. I was like a play bite. It was like a play bite, and I was just like, like okay. And then she was, I think, I'm pretty sure she remember, she remember her telling me, she's like, yeah, I'm into biting or some shit like that. And then I was like, you don't really think about much because it's like freshman high school, you know, you don't, you're kind of getting, you're kind of getting more exposed to things. So you're just like, okay, whatever. 
I don't remember it happening after that. But there was one time when it happened, so it was that time. Was she white? No. She's Mexican? Yeah. My boy. Yeah. Mm. But, so, biting, I'm like, eh, whatever. You know, nibble in the ear, you know, whatever. And if she accidentally broke the skin, would you be upset? Uh, yeah, at that point I'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? Not a vampire. Stop being pretending to be a vampire. But you wouldn't completely cut her off. No, like I said, it, so, so you asked, I'm pretty sure you asked about, like, what point are you out, like, biting or stuff like that. And I was like, well, I've, I already had that, so it's not like, I wouldn't be out at that point. If, like, if I was going to compare myself to May, I'd be like, once it starts getting a little weirder, it's like, once I start feeling uncomfortable, I should say. Okay, well, off of that conversation, do you think that if this dude wouldn't have, like, ghosted her, she would have turned out as nutty as she did? Going in the direction it was going. Or do you it's kind of hard to tell. You think honestly. she could have been, like, mitigated? Like, she could have been entertained into just being a regular person. I don't think, it's kind of hard to tell because either one, this could have led into her and eventually being to how she was at the end of the movie. It's yeah. like, like a complete psychopath. Or it could have somehow made her feel like... I don't know, because I don't know. I couldn't tell if she felt like she was normal or not, but it like kind of maybe made her feel like she's kind of normal because she's finally having someone that, you know, talking to her, giving her interaction. Whereas to... You continue doing those kind of like things you're into or weird or like weird things, but it's not like uh, you're going into a psychopath mode. You're going... It's more of like, I'm feeling more okay, you know, I feel okay with myself because I'm not not being that awkward person no one talks to. Now I'm actually having someone to interact with. Yeah. So being exposed to, like, you know, affection and, you know, stuff like that. So changes, you know, it could be into, like, being normal or just being, like, I feel okay at least. So it's kind of hard to tell because I guess it just kind of depends. Yeah, because I think that's something this movie does pretty good is, like, even the fact that Maze is, like, this terrible person doing these horrible things, right? She's not necessarily an unlikable character. Yeah. Like, like you do sympathize with her, right? Yeah, like, she's not, like, uh, like a person you... If, like, if I saw someone like that, I'm not a person I'm going to be like, oh, fuck, no. I don't like, is there not moments in the movie where you would feel kind of like, oh, man, I wish I could have just talked to her and, like, at least as, like, a friend, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. like... I, it's it's not a person like you see like down the street right now. You're not gonna be like, what the fuck? I don't want to talk to you. I don't want you don't touch me at all or interact with me at all. It's more of a person that like if they come up to you, like you'd be nice and talk to them about it or like talk, you know. And if it, you know. But then again, maybe we're hypocrites, dude. Because we were at Poncho's last week and there was a homeless dude with butterfly wings that probably could have used our guidance. Well, I didn't talk to them because he wasn't on my side. I was talking to the lady that was giving us our food. You were the one that. It's next to him. He's asked you for food, and you're like, no. I'm sad. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> Where are you, though? Context of the story. Me and this dude were at a drive through at 1 o'clock in the morning in downtown, and there was just some homeless guy sitting opposite side of the drive through window on the median. Uh-huh. From, like, your distance to my distance. Possibly closer. And he was just staring straight into the passenger side window of every car going up asking for food. And he was a very unkept man, very dirty, wearing pink butterfly wings, I think. I still can't tell if it was a backpack or if it was just like straight on just wings. It was probably a backpack with butterfly wings. My man. 
And he was definitely there were all the lights weren't on upstairs because he was like talking to himself, kind of shouting out into the air and shit. It was very uncomfortable. It just makes you see how kind of sad it is. Yeah. Where it's like, damn. Like, it sucks to see someone like that. But at the same time, you know. He wasn't getting any of our tacos. That was the thing that it's like, it sucks to see someone like that. But at the same time, you're just like, I don't want to deal with it. Like, you know what I mean? It's a terrible way to say it. It's a terrible way to say it. But it's like, if we're being honest, that's exactly how we feel about it. Because it's like, most people would be like, all right, you know, I'll, I'll buy you food or, you know, whatever. I'll, you know, whatever. Give me money. But it's like some people were just like I don't want to deal with it. And just like just you pretend not to hear them, you pretend not to see them, and stuff like that. So you think that's what people were doing to May? Yeah, because if we're going back to the movie, referencing it, yeah. Because I mean, if you really think about it, yeah, there's not many much characters in the movie, and I'm pretty sure it's also because not many people would like if being if you're building off a world off of that, you're not really have much people that interact with you. Yeah. Because, like, if you think about it, there's not much characters that's in the movie at all. And if you're going to base someone that's kind of like the situation where no one really talks to them, I mean, you really can't have much characters. There was, like, a specific moment in the movie, you know, like, where she was trying to uh, call that one dude or waiting on his phone call. And she kept, like, coming home and running to her answering machine or just staring at her phone waiting for a call. Mm-hmm. And it's moments like that where, like, you wish that... You know, you wish you could pick up a phone, just dial it, and go like, "Hey, look, this dude—he's not the one. It'll be fine, though." Blah blah. blah. Yeah, because I mean, at that point, if 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 you ask, at <sighs> what point does it become obsessive? Like, at what point do you consider yourself obsessed with someone, where you're waiting for a phone call? When there's nothing else going on in your life, and that's the only like thing. And at that point, that's all she did. Yes. So she was obsessed with the guy. Mm-hmm. And then, like I said, it goes back to, like, maybe it's the first guy that actually gave her affection. Yes, but she was lashing on to, like, anything that would come near. Like, exactly. Anna Ferris, the chick from Scary Movie, the receptionist or whatever. As soon as she gave her a little bit of attention, bam, she's on her nuts. I honestly didn't even... I just realized that that was, that was the same chick from Scary Movie. Yeah. I didn't even think about that. But, yeah, it's like, the moment you get affection... Like in her, like I said, that's why like there's not much characters because no one. Really, I've, I'm assuming that's why because no one like you had to build a story of like no one talks to her. So the moment someone started talking to her, giving her attention and affection, it's kind of like she kind of latched on because like I don't ever have that, and it, and to me it feels good because I never get it. So I'm gonna attach to myself because I don't know how to handle it. That's true. That's kind of fucked up. As I'm saying, it's fucked up, but it's like if you're because really it's like it. if you never had any type of attention, that is how you would react. Is like. This very trying too hard type of way. Yeah, like to you would be like, this is why the fuck are you trying so hard? Like, why are you obsessed? Why are you waiting for my phone calls? You know, stuff like that. But it's like at the same time, if you think about it, one person could be like, well, I really love you a lot, you know, and I, you know, I want to spend my, my life with you or whatever. Other, per- other person would be like, well, I never had anything like this similar to it. I don't know how to react to it. And because this is 2002, this is pre-internet, pre-meeting people online, pre-knowledge about mental health really being a huge thing, right? Exactly. So to these people, they're probably like, oh, this chick's just a fucking nut. Yeah, like, to people at that at that point, it's like, this this chick's crazy. People now, I feel like, say, for like, me right now, it's more of like, well, she's she's crazy, sure. But she's it's, awkward. But, she's, but it's not more of her being crazy. It's more of her being like, well, it's socially awkward. You know, she doesn't have interaction, you know. 
she doesn't know how to so react. So we'd be more patient with her as opposed to maybe in 2002, me and you wouldn't have been. Exactly, because now we're more exposed to it than back then. I'm going to assume so, because like I said, internet-wise, with the internet being, you're exposed to a lot more things more easily where you know about more stuff compared to back then where you kind of had to like either experience it or, or someone told you about it. Hmm. True. And those are all like honest assessments of the time, so I guess it kind of gives the people in the movie a pass. Yeah. Or do you think they were just assholes, kind of, too? Well, I mean, I was only four when that, when this movie came out. How old were you, man? Ten. Ten? I mean, I'm sure you remember some of it. Like, do you remember, like, how people were a little bit back then compared to, like, how people are now? I mean, as a kid, you don't really remember much, but at the same time, like, I'm sure you can kind of get an idea of, like, people that you met, people that you, like, if you think back about it, like, where people were more of an asshole or people were more just kind of, like, to themselves or, you know, like, do you remember at all? I think people were a lot less to themselves before phones because the only way you could interact with people was just actually meeting them and seeing them. Yes. As opposed to like everybody just having their face in their phone all the time, you know, you kind of had to be present. Mm -hmm. Like for example, meeting somebody at the laundromat or some shit like that. I mean, I'm sure that still happens nowadays clearly, but it's not like, it's not super like big, like how it used to be. No, like, that's that joke that, like, um, kids nowadays are more likely to, like, hit each other up on Instagram, be in the DMs, be on Twitter first, and, like, like, follow, and all that shit before, you know, just walking up to somebody and introducing yourself. Honestly, that's very true. It's like, you, you get so attached to social media and, you know, technology and everything, where it's, like, you kind of build it off your life, which, to an aspect, you kind of have to, because you know times are moving but at the same time it's like how deep do you consult to it or like you said instead of someone going up to be like hey i think you're really pretty you know like you know i kind of want to get to know you you know go from there you're just kind of like follow like like what did you think of like the gore stuff early and the violence early 2000 violence Nothing, nothing. Yeah, the like, kills were actually pretty generic if you think about it. That's what I'm saying. Early 2000s or even then, even like late 90s. I think that could be another reason why, like, because honestly, like, the kills aren't anything spectacular. They kill a cat, which was different. I was well, like, what the fuck? When she when that happened, I was like, what the fuck? Like, that was out of nowhere because that's the first, like, violent thing she does, right? That was out of nowhere. And I'm like, how does a cat die from that? And, like, it's a heavy fucking asteroid. It's a heavy ashtray, but, like, it wasn't even... It's not even that you would be, like, waiting tons. It's, like, a pound or two, maybe, even, even at most. You've never had ceramics class? No, dude. Have you? Yeah. When the fuck... What's, like, pottery? Yeah, it's ceramics. Pottery. What did you make? Dude, I've had it, like, twice. Or How did you take it twice? You volunteered for it? No, no, no like, middle school and then high school did you want to be the guy from that movie ghost where he's like behind the chick holding <laughs> her hands making the fucking pot you know holding her hips and her ass what'd you do you learn how to make your own dildos <laughs> can you let me answer that question <laughs> okay go I'll, I'll tell you. all right go go no okay um no the dildos just, were huge those were huge okay, they, they um it's just like cur curriculums you take they're like i like those so like, what were the other options that weren't on the table for you once ceramics was well some of them classes they don't they didn't let you pick some of them they do I don't, there was 
It was like my options, if I remember correctly, my options weren't that great because I already took in PE and I already took in computers and all that stuff. Like I, I would have based- took a second one of either of those classes well, before the thing, ceramics. They, they they do it for like a full semester, so they do like half and half. So like it's already considered gym one, gym two. Your uh-huh. first, your half a semester gym one, half a semester gym two. So it's like you have to take them all together. So at this point, I was kind of like, I kind of already did all the like. I guess the fun ones you would think are fun, I guess. So I was kind of like, eh, ceramics doesn't sound as bad compared to, I don't even know what else it was. Like, plus also it was kind of like career based. So like I couldn't, if I wanted to do food, uh, like a cooking class or whatever like that, I couldn't do that because I wasn't in the correct, like, uh, what is it called? Like career path for it. But at the same time, I don't know how ceramics is one thing that your school was terrible, bro. Cause you're nowhere near a career in ceramics exactly but whatever like i had to be in like the the hospitality or like the cooking shit to be able to take something like that but i'm like what if i wanted to i can't because it's not my career path but like i said i don't know how the fuck ceramics isn't part of my career path but you know i took ceramics but anyways back to the point where i was saying making pots and like little mugs and shit like that so it's like it's not heavy at the end of the day like once it's made Sure, it's heavy because the like the like the what's it called like the soil or whatever whatever the, the the extra molding stuff is called that the clay like the clay is heavy when it's wet and all that stuff but once it it's dried and fired up in the <clears throat> oven and all that shit it's like super light so that's what I was like and I'm like for her throwing that shit and hitting a cat from like five feet away maybe she had a cast iron fucking ashtray. The little girl made it. Oh, yeah. You're right. It's not like she made professional clay maker. Maybe she was a fucking mason, bro. Made of stone. I'm like... I mean, I know the movie's not supposed to... To an aspect, it's supposed to be realistic, but it's like... You couldn't throw it to a cat, and the cat would expect to just die instantly like that. But tell me it wasn't disturbing, like, when she had the cat's dead body, and she was, like, spraying it with fucking air freshener, like, as she was, like, stroking it. See, that's when it started to get, like, into the psychopath. Yeah. Mentality, which is like, that's what I'm saying. It starts to get unsettling. And remember, the first thing she does after she brings the dude over and he gets creeped out by her doll, she punches the fucking doll case, and that's when the first crack appears. Was it? Yes. I don't remember. And then from that point on, events through the movie, she slowly starts to, like, there's cracks getting deeper and deeper into the doll case. Well, it's like how you said it. I think, do you think about it now? When it's it's when a metaphor it, for it's a metaphor. Psyche. Yeah, it's a metaphor of what moment does she break? Yes. And, of course, let's talk about the moment when it breaks. What about it? (laughs) You don't remember it? Uh, Was she she in the bathroom crying? No, sir. She took it to the class of blind kids. Oh, the blind kids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking of, like, the cracks, like, how bad it got worse. I forgot. Yeah. She took it to the class of blind kids that she wanted to volunteer for. And then... Nope. Why you wanted to do that... When the kids can't even see it, sure. But I mean, I guess, like I said, it. She had good intentions. Yeah, good intentions because it's like, this is my friend, you know. Like, <laughs> We're saying why, like, but it does make sense in the context of the story. She was, she thought she could help kids that were similar to herself. She saw herself in these kids. Doesn't say, like, it makes sense. But if, if you're being logistic, like, like, it doesn't make sense to do that. But yeah, like she took it, and like that same girl that made the little ashtray for her was like, "I want to see, it, I want to touch it," and then like all now, the kids were trying to get to it. Now, what we would ask is, why weren't the teachers more 
Like, oh, she obviously doesn't got this. So let me step in real quick. Kids, kids, kids. Sit because, the fuck down. because plot points. Exactly. Because she drops the damn doll case on the floor and it shatters. It's so funny to me. All the kids are just still trying to get the doll and everything. And they're all blazed up and they don't even like nothing's happening like they don't feel anything i wouldn't even talk about the soundtrack there's a real specific fucking song bro i can't remember it now but at the time i remember it was like ingrained into my brain there's only one song in this whole movie yeah like one theme song whenever the real weird shit's happening i remember being a banger though i think i have it because i have that one app that shazam app thing yeah like it'll, if you play it or if you open it and like let it hear the music it'll it'll tell you what song it is so the song stuck out to you right yeah, it's Do You Love Me Now by the Breeders. Hmm. I think that's the one you're talking about, because that's the only movie that... that it was, was really catchy. Like, afterwards, you definitely, like, hummed it for a little bit. That was, it. That, was, that was the only one I remember. That's why I did the Shazam, because I was like, oh, I wonder what song that is. That's why I have that app, which is kind of something useful. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's only one soundtrack into it, and... But, yeah, so the little blind kids, they jump on the ground, and they start getting covered in glass. And covered just... in glass, bleeding everywhere, and it's like, but not... In, and any part of the scene, do you hear kids crying or like being well, hurt did. or nothing? They're definitely screaming. Are they? They're screaming. It's I all kind know. of mixed in, though, weird. Because it's they wanted it to be like this dreamlike aesthetic. Because I don't think they just wanted to show like fucking blind kids like cutting themselves up on the floor. Like there's weird cuts and edits and. I guess I guess I the screams are like turned into the background and shit. I guess that makes sense because I was like I didn't see anything. I saw them just. Still trying to laugh, not laughing, but like still talking and trying to get the doll. Like, where is it? You know, stuff like that. Where like they're ignoring the whole like aspect of them being cut up or anything. Like at that point, I'm sure at that age, you would start crying instantly. Yeah. You think she'd go to jail for that? I mean, it wasn't on purpose. No, but I don't think she would go to jail for it. I think, but I think she would be in big fucking trouble though with the school. The school and then, like their parents. School would be in trouble. Their parents. They'd probably sue the shit out of her for negligence. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, to, I wouldn't say she would get like go to jail or anything like that, but I'm sure she'd be like get fined like a motherfucker. Yeah, have to pay like the bills, bills like hospital bills and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But following this, right? This is when she decides to go on her rampage. Mm-hmm. Was and, it? Yeah, we kind of over glanced the part where she had like the lesbian relationship for about two minutes. I mean, like, there's really not much to talk about this movie besides like the just. Her character, basically. Well, because that's what the whole movie is. It's just her character study. I guess, I guess that makes sense. Her reaching out to different people and them treating her like shit. Her interact, her different interactions with different characters, the people, different personalities. Mm-hmm. There you go. Now, though, like I said, after this is when she meets the dude with the fucking spiky hair. Love the dude. You think that guy was just trying to bang? I was like, his intentions pure. His intentions were pure. The other dude was just trying to bang. Because I was like, I was thinking about this whole time. I'm like, what the fuck did you see in this girl that was so attractive that you, you got were? the spiky hair? No, the other guy. The guy with spiky hair, I could see it was just pure attention. So like just trying to hang out. Bro, he said, do you have ice cubes so I can rub them on my nipples? Yeah, but I see that. What? Is that your casual, like, friend vibes, bro? Is that what you do? I mean, no. But I'm saying, like. You had a daughter and some dude was acting like that, you'd be like, pure intentions. <laughs> True colors. I mean, look. That dude was high off his mind, doing weird shit. But nothing, at the moment, seeing nothing too bad. The other guy was just kind of like, I don't have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend. 
I don't have a girlfriend, actually. He definitely had a girlfriend. Exactly. The other dude was just trying to bang. The other dude, the other dude was kind of like, I'm sure, maybe he was trying to bang, but it wasn't more of like, that's my instant goal. I was like, let's just hang out. Bro, he walked in her apartment, took his shirt off, and asked for nipples to rub on his fucking nips. Or asked for ice cubes to rub on his nips. <laughs> you have nipples to rub my nipples with? Pretty much. I mean, I guess. I think they were both vultures. They saw a vulnerable chick, and they were like, this should be easy. What dude rubs their nipples with ice cubes? The fucking guy with pure intentions. I guess it's the same person that would said stuntman. <clears throat> Exactly. People are weird. People are some weird shit. Fetishes and stuff like that are fucking weird. But so you, though, that registered as, like, he was just trying to be a, a bro. Up, up until that point, I guess you could say that. Because I, I guess now that you mentioned it. I think at the beginning, though, he was all like, yeah, I'm just trying to talk to you. I'm just trying to be your friend or whatever. Exactly. That's, that's what I was saying. That's, that's what I was getting to the whole pure intention part. You, <clears throat> Once you brought up the whole nipple thing, then it's a different story. Yeah. So I was referring to everything up until that point. The nipple thing's kind of like you don't really do that with a friend unless you're super close, I guess. But even that's still weird. Oh <laughs> yeah. But but up until that, then that's, that's what I was saying. Like, I feel like it was kind of more of just a genuine like let, let's talk or let's hang out or you know I don't I don't even know you, but let's go hang out in my apartment, which is kind of weird. You know, if someone you just meet, you're like let's go hang out in my apartment. But again, this is a different time. Murder documentaries and shit—they're not a monster thing. I guess that's fair. But even that's still, like, you have to have at least some aspect of, like, I'm not going to do that. And if you don't understand social cues and you don't have people in your life telling you, like, don't do that. I guess that's true. Because it's, like, some people, like, little characters of, like, you don't invite just a random stranger to your place. She invites a random stranger to your place because she never has anyone to ever talk to. Yeah. So, I guess that makes sense. Shout out to that guy's hair, though. Shout out to the 90s. Shout out to the uh, punk aesthetic. Live on. That's the first thing I thought of is like that was that whole thing where I'm telling you they're trying to carry like nineties tropes over. You think this movie was kinda of made in the late late nineties, but they kinda of like stopped it for whatever reason and like kinda of picked it up later again? No, I think it was made in the very, very early two thousands and the guys who were making it still had like nineties fucking aesthetics over. <clears throat> Actually, I guess that's true. Baggy clothes, fucking wonky hair, all that shit. Greaser dude. Yeah. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Nah, but so she decides she likes the dude's arms, and he finds the cat in her freezer. They can try to go get the ice for the nipples. Yeah. What the fuck? And uh, does that freak you out? You see a cat in somebody's freezer? Well, fuck yeah. Like, why the fuck do you have a frozen cat in your freezer? What if she was like, hear me out? No. Nothing? What'd you do, just run? I just, well, I mean, that dude was like, what the fuck? You know, I'm getting out of here. And next thing you know, you get, get, get stabbed in the face. But. Well, she was trying to explain, which she couldn't have, clearly. Or maybe she could have. What was her explanation? I, this cat died in my apartment. I didn't know where to bury it right now, so I stuck it in the freezer, and I just haven't gotten around to burying it. Because I didn't want it to smell. Is that literally what it was, or are you just kind of bullshitting this? I bullshitted that answer. Oh, Is mean, that not kind of plausible? I mean, I guess. Because, I mean, if you really think about it, like, I've thought about it. If you see, like, a dead animal, what do you really do? Like, if your pet dies, you're supposed to take it into your backyard and bury it. I know, but, like, that's the thing to do. But, but if like, you live in the city, what do you do? 
You just throw it in the dumpster? You call the city to come pick it up? Because, like, there's, there's a time where I remember <clears throat> I dropped off one of my exes off to work. And on my way back to my house, I saw just a dead dog just in the side of the street. Cat got ran over. I was I felt like shit, but I didn't do anything about it. So I also felt kind of shit because I didn't do anything about it because I'm kind of a, I'm an animal person, at least a dog person, at least. Yeah. So it was like, and I, in my mind, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, what do people do when they see something like? That? Do they call like animal control? Do they call like someone, or do they just kind of move out of the way and let someone deal with it, or like what? Like what's the real thing you're supposed to do? There's a either animal control or the city the city has to pick up roadkill and all that shit that's why there's not just dead like raccoons and squirrels all over the fucking place mm-hmm. now what they do with those bodies is beyond me do they burn them do they just i doubt they just throw them in the garbage that seems like a good way to fester fucking new diseases and shit i'm sure they burn them they have to burn them right they have to unless like i said if they, they grind them up make them into fucking mcdoubles shit you never know but that's what i was saying like what do you do? Like, if your pet dies, like, you bury it in the backyard, but is that really what you're supposed to do? Or are you supposed to, like, you know, are you supposed to actually tell, like, animal control? Or are you supposed to, like, I think tell you, it's up to you. I think either you Just decide to bury it. You bury it. You could burn it. Do whatever the fuck you want. Whatever, however you feel is the right way. I doubt you just fucking throw it in the garbage. That would be horrible. Some people do that, probably, though. It's fucked up. Yeah. See, now I was kind of thinking, I'm like, this is kind of fucked up. That's the, like, the most fucked up part you take away from the movie. Not this dude with his soft nipples who got his arms chopped off. Look, man, I wasn't the one looking at his nipples, okay? He was the one you talking were... about him, and he said his intentions were pure, and he sang true colors like in Trolls. You said that it's totally normal for people to rub their nipples. Look, with pure intentions, bro, you can do whatever you want, apparently. Look, man, I was here just thinking about my dog, <laughs> and here you are trying to rub back the, bring back the whole rubbing nipple shit. Pick a, pick an emotion you want me to feel right now. Ice cubes. Okay. Back but now, so she cuts this dude's arms off. She goes. She finds her lesbian friend. Oh yeah, she goes after. Her. She's like, takes that bitch's neck. It's a very specific part. Torso. She took her old torso. Yeah. No, she didn't. Whose torso was it then? It was the Indian dudes. Do you think that guy was Indian or was he a white guy? I'm native. Some type of native? Yeah. Like I went with the PC word. <laughs> that Navajo. <laughs> that Samoan. Fuck you. No, uh, <laughs> it was his whole chest though, because it was a dude's chest, definitely. Either that or it was just like a big stuffing. I know for sure it was his arms. Because I know it was his arms. I just was like, wasn't her just her neck? Because that'd be kind of weird just to take a neck. How, did, how the fuck does that happen? Whose head do you have then? Didn't have a head. It had a stuffed head, like a bunny. So maybe she did. I don't know, dude. I don't remember. I don't remember. Because it was all sewed up and everything, so you can't really necessarily 100% tell who's who's, you know, who's who's. Yeah, I just know it was her, the lesbian chick's friend's legs. Lesbian chick's friend's legs. The, the hands. The hands of the dude. The, the arms of the other, of the spiky dude. She didn't take shit from the guy with the hands girl, did she? Not that she acknowledged. I don't think she did. 
I just don't remember. Maybe that's maybe that's where the, where the body came from. Yeah, but so after the whole thing with the, uh, so she cuts the lesbian friend's neck with sheer or scalpels, right? Just yeah. Cuts the neck. Yeah. That would be a terrible way to go out. I'm sure there's more worse ways to go out. You think that'd be quick? I don't think it would be. No, I don't think that'd be a quick way to go. I think you're still like. It's choking on your own blood till you yeah, die. Yeah, choking. Depending on how deep it gets. But like I said, it's, I don't think it's the worst way to go. It's just way more choice. I think the chick who got the uh, sewing needle in the side of her head was pretty brutal. Comparing that to the, the Indian dude, or native dude, isn't that the same thing though, really? Well, no. He got scissors into his forehead through his hand, which that was pretty brutal too. What was it? It's kind of like something similar. <clears throat> Did you kind of suspend disbelief whenever she would attack people? Because she was a tiny chick. The moment that the... Uh, well, the, honestly, the moment she killed the cat. It's kind of like, that's not... Okay, that's, but for being realistic with humans-wise, I guess. Or you think you could be caught off guard? What I was going to say, with the native dude, she stabbed him in the forehead with a pair of scissors and he died. I know, but like... How hard do you think that is? Snatch, lean back... I feel like it'd be hard for like someone to put because they're having their hand out too, and then still going through their hand. And She'd then have to push the through the hand into my head, into through my skull, skull, into your brain. Like, don't you think the second this happened, she would have trouble like pushing through an arm? Exactly. So I was gonna say that was my. Besides the cat, if we're gonna count the cat, the moment she stabbed him through the like. Through I get hand. how she got the chick from Scary Movie because that bitch was just straight up like. And they're sharp. I dare you to do it. Yeah. She was into it, so it was, like, vulnerable, basically. And the chick, she fucking one-shot in the side of the head, like, all right, I get that. Nobody, she did that quick as fuck. So that's what I'm saying, like, I don't know. But, like, people who, like, the native dude who was, like, definitively, like, oh, you're a fucking nut, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. And was just, like, watched her grab scissors and go. Practicing your chucky stem? And especially my boy with the hands, bro. How did she kill him? She, he stabbed, or she stabbed his, his chick first. Oh yeah, he did. And he was like, what the And then fuck? he was, he did that fucking scream. I don't know why I always think of that scream. That, huh, huh, huh. He yeah. like Pee Wee Herman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she just started stabbing him. See, that's, that's, that one's, okay, that one's real, real, like, real. That one's the most like. I could see that happening. Besides the one with the neck. You know. The other two were just like, I don't really see that being a thing unless it's like, like a super listen. sharp knife and you have so much strength to actually just look if a five foot one chick it. walks in this room bro and just stabs you in the neck right in front of me i swear to you alex i'm gonna take this microphone which the base of it weighs about 25 Ten. fucking pounds. pounds it weighs 25 pounds okay is it heavy yeah, it'd be heavy if i hit someone with it very hard do you think it would hurt of course there you go would you kill them Probably now would not. i do this and uh, uh, uh. uh, no, I mean, I guess it depends on how you react. But then again, you have to expect it, I guess, right? I'm saying you. Have Maybe to... I'm saying that, but if I saw it, who knows? That's, that's what was, that was literally what I was about to Maybe say. Maybe my scream would be even more like awkward, more girly. Yeah, that's what I was about to say because it's like people say things, but until it happens, you don't really know how you're going to react. Like you can say, I don't know, like I'd roll on the ground, kick him in his nuts. Exactly, but when it happens, you're like you'll be the first one to run out the door. You know, it's more of like uh, how you are as a person to really know, like, 
how you're really going to react to something. Yeah. Because, like I said, you can be like, oh, I'll fucking stab her and beat her ass because if I saw her do that to you, but the moment it happens and realistically, you run out the door. Yeah. It's like totally two different things. But so we've like explained like how she killed all these people, right? That's pretty much it. And like I said, the one thing that I would nitpick of this movie about is we never see like this yearning. She, I mean, I get it. She wants to create a friend. She can't make any real friends in real life. So she decides she wants to make a friend. Yeah. But like, where's the imagery of her like assembling stuff, you know? What do you mean? Like, yeah, I get she works in a vet's office. She's kind of into the sewing and into the gore and stuff. So we get she's obsessed with anatomy. Mm-hmm. But the actual act of her wanting to, like, assemble, I guess that's kind of the hint is her, like, being interested in different parts. Where well, it goes into the whole, she's into different body parts. That's her fetish or whatever. She's into gore. She's in, you know, and then she's into making her own designs her own dresses and shit like that so yeah she, so she's into sewing and then so and then she knows how to sew because of you know her job and then since you put it all together you kind of get what you end up getting with at the very end which is her sewing up body parts that she's interested in she's so good at sewing because that's her job and she does her own outfits sewing it and then first her studying all the like you know all this stuff about body parts she knows how to do it yeah. So kind of just all slowly just ends up going to one full circle. I think of it this way. You know, like dark web. You know, you 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 know about that shit, right? And like people back then, it was like, oh my god, fucking dark web. Like you know, like don't ever get into that stuff or anything. Like, you know, basically like we're like afraid of it. Now all you see is TikTok people being like, I'm on the dark web. You know, make fun of it, and shit like that. So it's like now it's like people have been exposed to it so much now, where it's like it's just a meme at this point. So like that, where f- people are so exposed to it, it's like, yeah, they brush it off. Where as you're not exposed to it enough, it's just like, oh, what the fuck, you know, type of shit. This is off subject, but do you treat the dark web kind of like pe- fucking uh, paranormal shit? I don't see it more paranormal. I see it more of like just people are like fucked up and their way of kind of like doing it, basically. I don't like I I think of it in paranormal in the sense of like I think that it's not all necessarily inherently evil but I do know enough that I don't know enough about it to want to ever really fuck with it I can't I mean if I that's what I mean how I treat it kind of like paranormal shit okay I see what you mean now but I can't tell you because I've never really necessarily been on it. I've only watched videos of people being on it, like actually legit being on it instead of like those fake ones like, oh my god, I bought a crate out of the dark web. Let's see what I get. Oh my god, it's a knife with ketchup on it. No, it's not like that. I mean, like people actually like, let me actually get on a different web, like a different whole like virtual machine to like do it. This is my computer and inside of another computer so I don't get traced or shit like that. So stuff like that. Where... They'll go through it, and a lot of shit just meme, memeable shit, where it's like, you know, like, oh, join my dark culture, you know, just a picture, like a stock image or whatever, while other people are like, hey, I'm, you know, I'm an actual legit hitman, you know, you can hire me, and I'll kill someone for real, actually, like, or like, you know, porn or shit, like, people that are, people into weird shit that, you know, probably illegal in some places, stuff like that, where it's, it is true, 
and it is kind of like fucked up but at the same time there's also things where it's not really real it's kind of just memeable so it kind of just depends on where you look so would you ever get on it i'd explore i wouldn't i wouldn't be like active yeah i wouldn't be like i'm not gonna do this not even bro i couldn't even like i wouldn't want to get a fake fucking vpn or whatever go on the fucking torrents and i feel like it'd be doing too much but if like if I had yeah. access to it, I wouldn't be like I'm gonna go see what I can fucking buy or shit. But I, I wouldn't be like, scared of it in the sense of like the movies where like oh I'm gonna get hacked by these like sex slave operator guys or whatever or some yeah. shit or the government. I would be more concerned about like some dude just jacking my fucking credit cards and stuff. That's the thing. That's like that's why people somebody have. hacking my webcam and just like watching me beat off. That's the thing. Like that's the thing. Like people, are, there's people actually like that there. Those, are, <laughs> those I feel like are valid concerns with that. Yeah, like, I don't think you'd be 100% concerned about, like, oh, the FBI is, you know, going to be showing up my next door the next day or something. But anyway, so this chick, I like, one of my favorite parts of this movie, bro, is the imagery of her in her costume dressed up like the doll. It kind of portrays, like, who she became. And she has the cooler, and she's, like, dragging the cooler covered in blood. And everyone thinks, like, oh, cool costume. That's badass. I can see that. That would be a way to get away with it. No one's going to be like, oh, shit, she's a cool costume. It was cool imagery. I liked it. Yeah, I can give it that. And then she finally assembles this doll. Assembles the doll, puts it in the bed, realizes that there's no eyeballs. And the movie does start with her cutting her eye out. Exactly. That's what I was going to like. It starts with the, how the movie ends. Almost. Had you forgotten about that by the time it got to the end? Or did you still wonder, like, when is the bitch going to cut her own eye out? I forgot about it, honestly. I did too. I forgot about it until it happened, and it, I was like, "Oh shit, that happened in the beginning of the movie." And even then, I was still like, eh. "But it happened." She cuts her eye out because she noticed that she's missing eyeballs. She gets one of her eyeballs out. So, did you expect the life-size fucking doll of people body parts, or was that a surprise? No, I expected it because I mean, if her sewing and her into <laughs> body parts, taking body parts, you, you kind and of she say, says the line, "I need more parts." You would assume that's what's going to happen. Now, did you expect to, it to look like what it looked like? I feel like that was pretty unique. No, I didn't expect it to look like that. So that was kind of unique. That was like... It was creepy. To me. It's creepy, but it wasn't creepy like... How do I say this? Like, creepy like... It wasn't disturbing. Yeah, like, creepy like not disturbing, but creepy like... If your mom saw it, do you think she would think it was disturbing? Yes, of course. Mom's... Anything that she's... Anything if that any of your other family members that aren't into scary movies, you think they would think it was disturbing? Yes. It was disturbing, friend. You have to objectively say it was disturbing. I guess. Well, to me, it probably wasn't. That's probably why I'm and saying And once that. again, and I'm saying that to you because I saw this movie when I was 10 or 12. Somewhere very young. So to me, that's ingrained into my brain. I remember at that time, you know, when I don't have the vast collection of horror things in my mind... Mm-hmm. At the time, that stuck with me like a motherfucker. It was hella creepy. Okay, I, I guess it's true. Depending on how you see it. Like, to me, it's like, that's not creepy at all. This is more of like... Shock. Just shock, mm-hmm. but not even then the shock. It's more of just weird. But other people would like be like, this is the scariest shit I've seen, you know. Depending on how old you are, depending on how exposed you are to like, you know, creepy shit and stuff like that. So, I guess that is the thing why I didn't see it that way. So what would you compare the movie to? Like, in terms of, like, scariness and shit. Like, what would I think it would be like to be? Or, like, another movie kind of close another to it? Another movie close to it. 
honestly, that one movie that we did that I didn't finish doing the podcast for because I had to leave. What was it called? It was like the one where they were like an avalanche. Not an avalanche. They were stuck in like in a mountain house or something like that. Oh, the lodge? Yeah. The oh, lodge. that is kind of what this was like too. It was a character study, psychological horror. Not a lot happens except until the end. Similar yeah. to that movie. I was I couldn't remember the name of it because I, like I, I only did half of it, so I forgot. A fuck ton of build up. You're right. That's another good example. I like that. It's like it's build up to like eventually what happens, but you don't you don't expect Oh, I guess in that one you don't really expect much because at first you're kind of like oh shit actually, oh wait that's not it so it throws a curve at you where you're like oh shit it's not true where this one is kind of like you kind of expect where it's going mm-hmm. but it's in the same concept of the building up to you know like the creepiness or, or like the not horror but like the psychological part of it where yeah. that's the psychological movie where this one is not necessarily a psychological movie, but you can kind of say it's kind of building like it is. Where it's, like you said, slowly the more it goes, the slowlier, or the slower it it um it becomes more creepy or like unsettling or you know, cringe worth or something like that. You know, cringe is a good word for it. Because I feel like this movie is more cringe than anything. Cringe and uncomfortable. Yeah, cringe of like it's fucking stupid, but more of like cringe of like it's kind of unsettling. But at the same time, like I said. There are people like that. Like, you don't have friends. Very weird socially, awkwardly, you know. I think the scene where she's rubbing her face in the dude's hands while he's asleep is very cringe. One of those uncomfortable movies is, like, you're kind of, like, kind of, like, uncomfortable in your chair. Like, don't fucking do it. That's weird. People are going to see. He's going to wake up, and it's going to be weird. That's kind of, like, how I felt a little bit. I felt a little bit of both. It's like, please don't do that. Yeah, it's more of like, please don't do that. Not not because it's just, it's just like, please don't. Just don't do it. Yeah. It's one of those movies. So. But I think that's a good comparison. Like I said, I got like, not necessarily in terms of like the quality of it, like hereditary, but I got that definite tone. Mm-hmm. That's like, that's that's what I would compare it to. Because I don't, I mean, I don't know what you would, what you were going to compare it to until I brought that one up. No, I had said uh, hereditary, but fucking, um. That's another part that makes it like cool to me, is that it's such an old movie before you got to movies like that. Because uh-huh. think about it, Hereditary and The Lodge and shit; those are all late two thousands movies. Actually, they were pretty recent. Twenty sixteen plus twenty eighteen, something like that. Mm-hmm. So, like for this movie to do that, you know, fifteen years predating those, that's impressive. I'm trying to think, were well, there are other movies? There is that- definitely other movies. They're probably lesser knowns that I could probably even point out on the shelf or some shit that did the before this movie yes but <clears throat> this is just like the one that comes to mind you know and hereditary and the lodge those are more like recent bigger movies or at least uh, hereditary was well i can see lodge was kind of at least productive what production wise yeah like there's more lesser known movies like the innkeepers and shit but like clearly those are things that you probably wouldn't have heard of because they're more indie movies um, like more, I would say more towards the disturbing movies, if anything. Cause like, you think this would like justify to be on one of those like disturbing movies lists? I think it kind of would bro. Cause it's one of the earlier ones. Yes. That's kind of where I was going to, because if, I don't think it'd be considered more of a horror movie. I think it'd be considered more of like the disturbing movie. Yeah. Cause like how it makes you feel like how I said, it kind of made you be like the more you 
got watching it. The more you were watching it, the more like it kind of felt like unsettled or cringed or stuff like that. What kind of made you? It wasn't disturbing, like so kind of like the house that Jack built. Yeah, where it's not like, uh, oh my god, I'm seeing so much gore and like fucked up shit, but more of like a psychological, where it's like it's kind of like. Uh, but there was a payoff because after all that, there was a lot of gore and stuff. Actually, there wasn't that much gore, but it was violent and a lot of implied fucked up shit. Cringy violence. But still, though, so like we talked about it already, the ending of the movie, the very end, when the doll moves, to me, bro, like I said, fire. 10 to 12-year-old Chris was like, I shit myself. Literally. Spiritually, religiously, all of it. I was like, yo, that was dope. But for you, it was just kind of meh. Yeah, because I'm like, I get it. But it's like... It wasn't much for me, at least. I got excited because for me, like, or are you thinking? Are you thinking like when you first saw ten years old? You're thinking like when you just saw like maybe a week or two, even a week or two ago. Because when you see that, it like opens the possibility for so much fucking more. If you really think about it, is that a wholesome moment? It's supposed to be registered as wholesome, but then like the moment that it's happens, fucked up and disturbed. There's like this explosion that happens in the back of my fucking dome. That's like. Oh, is it alive? Is there supernatural elements to all of this? Does she have some type of dead? Does she have some type of superpowers? Does she conjure the shit up? Is this evil? Is, is it, it Frankenstein? good? Frankenstein? Like did she did like um, did uh did she possess the, the Is she inside of it now or fucking, you know? And back to what I said, the whole there's so many damn questions in this movie that doesn't get explained where it's either you either fantasize about it or you question why didn't I get enough details about this? You're just left in cliffhangers. Which I don't know if they're... It's a cool cliffhanger, though. Because the story ended. That was extra. It's a cliffhanger. And at that point, I don't know if they're trying to intend to make another one. I don't even know if you can call it a cliffhanger because technically May's story ended. It's not a cliffhanger. It's Unless they're trying to do a spinoff movie with that, then Sure. It's that, like uh, the perfect fucking like, like I said, for me, it was just this extra little like cherry on top. And for me, it just worked. Because like I said, I like cosmic horror. So the second it does that, it opens up that third eye and it's like, oh, this is beyond, you know, just slasher. Is this even a slasher movie? Yeah. Half. Like. Is 10 she, minutes left of the movie. What's this motion called? Hand sling slasher. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, so, okay, what would you consider this movie to be then? If you were, it's like, definitely more psychological, but, like, there's definitely slasher elements. Okay. Psychological. Disturbing. Wouldn't call it a thriller. It wasn't really that exciting. Would you really consider it a slasher? Yeah. Compared to other slasher movies? Pretty much. I mean, she's stabbing motherfuckers. Even if it's like the last 10 minutes of the movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's like a good 15, 20 minute chunk of it. More revenge horror, psychological. With okay, a dab I, of slasher. Would, you know what? Now that you mentioned that and brought it up, I think it'd be, I think I could say it's more of a revenge movie. In a way. Like, because we've talked about this before. You said you didn't realize that horror had all these subgenres. Like, it's cool to be able to, like... Think about it. Yeah. Because now you're like, well, what, what would we consider it? Because now, now I remember the revenge aspect. What's well, a revenge movie? 
because she kind of did get revenge, you yeah. know, in a sense. So you can kind of, if you nitpick it, you can kind of put this in different categories. Or it's not 100% a full on this, but it's... It could even be kind of a romance movie. That's what I'm saying. This movie, now that you may blow my mind right now, this movie kind of had a little bit of everything. Yeah. Had the love story. Had the, the gore. Revenge. The revenge. Disturbing Psychological aspect. shit. Slasher. There's good imagery to show that psychological aspect. Tone. The know. tone was pretty even. The music and shit, it kept you kind of on this uncomfortable. You never really were. Oh, this is going to be good. Like, this is going to be a good thing. It's going to be a good movie. Fuck, that was not. You're not <laughs> going to be in a good mood watching this. You think they're, they were, that's what they were trying to go for, or they kind of just somehow stumbled upon that? They had to have been going for it. You sure? I think so. Sure it's not like a an accident? I don't think. Like I mean, a, Like, to them, it'd be like a beautiful accident to happen? I would say that if this dude had made, like, a fuck ton of other movies and they were all just, like, shit, but he only made this one and a couple TV credits, and I think there might be, like, one or two other movies, but just, he never popped off. I think maybe this was, like, his masterpiece. The one thing he put all of his eggs into. You figured if you did that, though, you would have made something else. He would think, especially being that young, right? I mean, I don't know. Straight out of college or what? Pretty much. What if it was that one guy that made the movie? Because he was born in 75, so he was 22 when this that. movie came out. I just thought about that one scene right now, about the, the cannibalism scene. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm lying. This dude made some bangers, brother. Wow, you don't even know anything about the guy. What a critic. Fuck no, player. I don't know. <laughs> what a movie critic. Listen, I just now looked. I don't know why when I look at this, I remember in my head, I was like, oh, so he did nothing. But now that I'm looking at this, I see at least one that I know that was fucking fire. This little gem. The woman. Another fucking. Did, isn't, that, isn't that one of the movies that you, you told me about? I don't have it, but I want it. That one's fire, dude. We got to watch that. What else did he make? Okay, so before he made this, he made a movie called All Cheerleaders Die in 2001, which I don't think is a banger. A movie called The Woods from 2006. That sounds familiar. Let's see. Blood Money in 2017. I don't think you know what that is. It sounded familiar. I, didn't, I, I guess must have done something else. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. If he was going for the same, if just well, I, should, I shouldn't say that, I should say if all the movies that he made had the same effect of like what just happened with this movie where it had everything, I'd say the man is genius. But if this is just that one hit of wonder, then I don't know what else to say about this dude. I mean, we're not really talking about the director though; it's the movie. Regardless of how you feel about him, it's his creation and how you interpret it, and that's how just, say, I interpret it. It's either a beautiful accident that this movie was made, or or. I don't even know. I don't even know what's going with that, honestly. I feel like at this point, it's kind of like, good movie or not a good movie. I'm still in the aspect of, like, I see what you're right, going So for. we're we're in the post part now. So has any your opinion swayed at all? My opinion swayed that we didn't really talk about this movie. And we kind of just bullshitted for the next hour or two hours that we were doing this. <laughs> but um, aspect of the um, movie-wise... Made me see a little more than I probably saw when I first came in to do yeah. this podcast. 
I don't blame you, dude. Like I said, it's not necessarily an exciting movie. There's not crazy visuals. There's nothing, you know, that stands out, like, at first glance, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's not a thriller. It's not heart-pumping the whole time. It's definitely a slow-burning candle, and you have to kind of be in the right it's, mindset. Honestly, it's just, like I said, it's just it's just a disturbing movie, but it's nothing, like, disturbing where it's, like, uncomfortable or anything. It's just kind of just, like, slow-building disturbing where I'm, like, you kind of, like, you're cringe where I'm, like, please don't do that. Don't do that type of stuff. Disturbing. But like I said, throughout this whole talk, honestly, kind of opened my mind a little bit about it. So I give credit where it's due, but at the same time, it still doesn't change my opinion kind of about how the movie, like how I saw it, honestly. It's kind of one of those where it's like, I see what you're going for. I appreciate it. Do I think it's a really good movie? Personally, no. But I can see how other people do think this is a good movie. Hit me with the rating. I did two and a half. Two and a half, son. Not even a three. Savage. Yeah, I'm like, I, don't, I was trying to think. I'm like, but I don't really think there's anything that would be like a three for me in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think it's more of, like I said, it, I can see what you're going for. Some stuff are pretty cool. You know, you did get the disturbing aspect of it. I can see that a lot of other people like this movie, but to me, it's like, it's, it's not like a, I love this movie or this is a good movie I consider to people or I'm like, ah, I'm glad I watched it. It's more of like, kind of had to watch it. Not in the sense of like, I had to watch it be like, like I was forced to watch it. Like, Did I you like made. it better than Quarantine? That's a tough one. Are they like on the same level? I don't know. I think I think I would have liked the quarantine a little better, honestly. I you like quarantine better? And you hated quarantine, bro. I fucking hated that movie. But it's like at least I was kinda like a little invested in it. This one was kinda more of like I I can see how it's relatable, but I'm not like Did you almost feel like you were forced to watch it? Cause I feel like that's how quarantine felt. Like, for quarantine, the duration of it, bro, I was kind of like, can we just get to the end? I think that would make it less than this one. Because this one, I actually wanted to see how the story progressed. I think me and our roles reversed with this movie and that movie. Because, like, quarantine, I'm like, I think I was the one that picked it out. So, and because, you know, wreck and all that stuff. So I was like, okay, I want to check it out. So I was kind of actually invested. Up until the point where I started hating it and I wanted it to be over. But up until that point, on my, I was actually kind of invested in it. This one was kind of more like, oh, yeah, you chose this movie. You said it was good, so I'm like, you know, check it out. And I was like, I wasn't 100% invested because I, I didn't pick it. I didn't tell you it was good. I said I liked it. I don't remember what you said. Something like that. You basically made it seem like it was a good idea to watch it in the sense of what I'm trying to get at. I think I just said this would be fun or something. Something like that. Like, you really wanted to review something like that. Mm-hmm. So with me, that, that was like, all right, you know, it's a really, you know, he's really wanted me to see this for some reason. So then, I, well, with quarantine, I'm like, I picked it up. I'm like, I kind of want to watch this. So the first 30 minutes of quarantine or whatever, I was like, all right, I, I, I want to watch it. You know, okay, I see what's going on. But then after that, I'm like, I hate this movie. Where this one, it's like, I wasn't like, I want to watch it. But it's like, he said it was, you know, he wanted to do it. And I'm, and I'm sure for a reason he wants to. So I'm like, open-minded to it, but I'm not like invested in it. So I'm like, the whole time, it's kind of just like slow burn. 
I think you rated quarantine lower than this. Pretty sure you gave it a two or a one, possibly. For quarantine? Because we shit all over quarantine. If anybody wants to go back and run that podcast back, that one, it's almost as bad as Army of the Dead. Army of the Dead was way better than quarantine, though. I know, but we still murdered it. We still murdered it. But well, that's because we had higher I, expectations. I, we had higher expectations, but I still had fun watching Army of the Dead, as, as shitty as it was. I still had fun watching it compared to like quarantine, where I'm just like, I want this to be over. So I don't even remember what I rated quarantine. But if I feel like I would rate quarantine maybe higher than this by 0.5. So if I rated this quarantine at 3, then I guess this would be a 2.5 or whatever. I feel like you had to have rated it at 2. Because I think this is one of the first points we've had in the movie. Like halves. Really? Did it, is this halves? Yeah. You did 2.5. No, I know, but like other movies. This yeah, we don't really do halves. Uh-uh. Well... I, I don't care if you do it, but I'm just no, saying. No, 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 no. I'm so like, two and a half, nigga, if that's your gut reaction, that's fine. Yeah, because I'm, I'm going to assume I did quarantine like a three. <clears> or right, it had to have been a two. Two. Because you, you were furious during that one. I was fucking pissed about that one. But, I mean, it was fun dog shitting on it, so. I gave I was two and a half. It's, like I said. It's, that's respectable. It's it's there. I see what it's going for. It, it You know, it's not horrible to watch. But it's not like my cup of tea type of movie either. I was dancing between a three or a four, and I think I'll go four just because I personally see a lot in it. I think you should go three and a half so we stick to the halves. No, no, no. You're going to live on that little half island, half alone. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, dude, but I enjoyed it still. I still like this journey we go on with this character. I like how she escalates, how she's this meek little person, and by the end of it, she's a fucking murdering psycho. And then the twist at the end is the icing. I think if it wasn't for the twist on the end, I would be a three. But a the twist point. at the end bumps it an entire point for him. Because like I said, that just... A half point. It expands the universe in a direction that I enjoy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I go four for me. This is the highest rated movie you rated, I think, so far. From like no, there's definitely a five. There's a movie I did called The Collector. I think I rated that one a five. No, no, no I'm talking about like movies that we've done. Yeah, probably. I think this is the highest one. So how are you gonna, how are you gonna cut this back into into this? So now we move on, and uh, <laughs> with the laughing shits going in there. All right. Anyways, so what's the one? Thing, that was a review of me. What's the one thing that you have on topic right now that you always do at the very end of the reviews where you do that one topic? That you want to talk about? What is it? I have it. What is it? It's a man named Anatoly Moskvin. I'm already out. Also known as the Russian doll maker. <sighs> You're damn dolls. I just fuck with So you. this dude named I I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. He's a Russian guy. Evidently, he's called the Russian doll it's maker. It's called Russian man. So apparently, he was this dude who was like some type of philosopher. He studied like Celtic religions. And he had this weird obsession with, like, burials and shit. And apparently he had this trauma that stemmed from when he was a kid where he's at the funeral of a child, a seven-year-old girl. And his family made him kiss the cheek of the corpse at the wake. And he remembers it being cold and hard. So evidently that affected him in some fucked up way. So he goes through his life studying all these, like pagan celtic rituals different types of burials 
And he goes on this fucking Forrest Gump-like journey of traveling to cemeteries on foot. He's gone to over 700 cemeteries across countries, continents, I don't fucking know. Across just Russia. He said he's walked like 20 miles in a night. He sometimes would sleep on uh, graves, in hotels near cemeteries, in crypts, all kinds of creepy shit. The dude is widely considered one of the foremost experts on cemeteries and burials and shit. Okay. So one day, he gets his door kicked in because there's been some grave robberies happening happening in his hometown. Uh-huh. So police kick open his fucking door of his apartment. They find about 26 bodies of children. Not just their bodies, though. They've been covered in, like, clothing and materials They've had their faces covered with fucking uh, ceramic faces. Mm -hmm. So they look like cherub dolls. And he has them like on his couch, on shelves, in corners of rooms, just all around this fucking apartment. Mm -hmm. And uh, they're legit bodies and body parts in most of them. Sometimes complete bodies. So they're interviewing this dude and they're like, why the fuck did you do this? And apparently he went nutty at some point and he started to think he could communicate with the dead. And he said his connection was strongest with kids. So he would like lay on their graves and he would like think he could hear them talking to him. And at one point he said he thought that they would be sad when he would leave. So he thought, I'll just dig them up and take them home with me. <laughs> and then he said, you know, he would try to mummify them. That's why they look like. He would cover them in cloth and shit. Mm -hmm. And then he said that their faces would, they'd start to rot and their faces would look ugly and that would make him sad. That's why he put the masks on them. So they turn into dolls on accident. Uh But allegedly he didn't have any like weird fetish. Like it wasn't a sexual thing. He would just fucking nut, bro. He just wanted to hang out with fucking dead kid bodies because he thought they were talking to him and shit. Yeah. But yeah, so he's currently on trial for that still, I think. Because this happened happened like four years ago. Oh, shit. I think this was like 10 years ago or something like that. No. Okay, 2011. So 10 years, yeah. Okay, so I guess it was 10 years ago. Yeah. Four years ago, my ass. But uh, yeah, so he lived with his parents. And whenever they leave on vacation, that's when he would like bring the corpses up and dress them up and shit, I think. So where would he keep them then? All over the house. And the parents never questioned where the fuck the dolls came from. Oh, so they would think it's actual real dolls. Yes. They, and they were child size. I'm going to post pictures of like in the TikTok of while I'm doing this of like what the doll looks like. It's fucking insane. Let me see this. You want to see it? Yeah. Hold on. You should have had this already up, sir. Technical difficulties. Do a cut real quickly. See that corner picture? Love it. Opening up Twitter to tweet right now that we're going live. There you go. What if that was a norm for Russian dolls? That's like just what their dolls look like? Yeah. I really hope not. <laughs> yeah, because you wouldn't honestly see that and think of like that's a dead human. You would actually Even if it was like four feet tall? I mean, there are Barbies that are really tall. Really yeah, big. like it doesn't look crazy, but if there was multiple ones, and say if you like touched it, 
Okay, I mean, I mean, like looking at it, you you wouldn't. I With the story, it's definitely a lot creepier, probably because I read the story before I saw the pictures. Yeah, but nonetheless, bro, it's a fucked up story. Like if I was to see that, what the fuck, if I was to see that doll, um, like no story background, I just saw it right there, and I'm like, oh, it's just a doll that someone bought, like at a flea market or some shit like that, you know. Mm-hmm. But hearing the story and seeing that, I'm like, you know. Oh, what the fuck? You know? I had to click off because the picture was creepy. I'm going to see that tonight. So it was like, I was like, seeing that, I'm like, it's like a regular foreign made doll. But then I guess you see multiple of them. You see the human size. And it's like, it's kind of like, it's kind of sketch. So I get it. But I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. It relates kind of to the movie, right? Yeah, because I mean, like, dead body the assembling part. of fucking. Dissembling, taking them what with you, sewing, shit like that. Making them human like. Mm-hmm. So it relates. Yeah, that was like the one thing I kind of wanted to bring up after this. Nah, but like. Um, TikTok viewers. TikTok viewers. Instagram viewers. What do you think, like, type of comments should I be making? Well, are you going to. I've thought about this, but like, I'm drawing a blank on the spot. <laughs> Are you still going to put this in the podcast, or did you already cut this a long time ago? Uh, parts of this is going to be cut up. Okay. I mean, it should probably be like a, like a, how do you say it? Like, like a, a thank you almost? Yeah, like a, almost a thank you for the small amount of views. Like, hey, guys, you know, 100 views, 100 followers, or, you know, whatever. But I appreciate you guys. You know, it may not seem like a lot. But it, to me, it's, you know. Okay, so how about I introduce myself and you? So, first things first, my name is Chris, and this is Alex. My, I'm the host, he's the co-host of the Death Taco podcast. We react to horror films, and sometimes we talk about dumb shit, and apparently you guys have taken a liking to it. And we appreciate the views we've gotten up until this point. We would appreciate if some of that following would actually track over to our YouTube page, which also the same name, Death Taco Podcast, and the Instagram. You are you can reach out to me and just let me know movies you want to see us react to or weird stories or something you'd like to see us react to. It's all very much appreciated, and thank you for the support. Well stated. Yeah. Short and simple. Short and simple, I said nothing. <laughs> <laughs> I just looked cool. Oh, yeah. Just, just look at bodyguard. Anything you want to add, bro? No, I mean, honestly, if we're being serious, like, appreciate the people that actually watch this shit, you know. If you really like this stuff, you know, obviously, if you want you consider to support every part of it, not just Instagram or TikTok, you know. Most importantly, the YouTube channel, of course, you know. We really hope to, you know, you know, make something out of it. You know, if we don't, it doesn't happen. It's fine. But it's, at least for the ride that we have, entertain you guys and you meet new people, get you know, do new opportunities and you know, have fun with them. You know, it would be cool one day to be like, hey, let's get a random subscriber to like, you know, do a you know a virtual podcast with you know that'd be like that'd be something cool to do or you know, you know, depending on how, you know how big we get, you know, things can like stuff like that can happen, you know. Yeah, and also, like, let us know how you guys feel about live streams. Yeah, considering we've, you know, trying to push him to do it, 
you know, maybe thinking about doing a Twitch stream, you know, doing a, like a live one or, you know, just kind of just bullshitting, you know, doing, I don't know, playing video games or, you know, just talking about random topics that you guys throw at us in the chat or, you know, if we consider, you know, actually doing it or, or you know, you guys giving us a follow and checking it out. That was really cool. And I'm glad you like remind me to do that because I do think about that constantly. However, it's hard, you know, when like nothing's set up and I'm on the couch and I'm like, man, I want to thank the fans. Yeah. So this was like dope. I appreciate this. This was cool. This is what I'm here for. But with that being said, let's wrap this up because it's already 2.30 in the morning. Who the fuck cares? Right. So, Alex, thank you for being here. Audience, gracias. This has been the Death Taco Podcast.